right, what's up, everybody? This is the first episode of For What It's Worth with Wes Hoffman. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Uh, um, I'm very excited to, to launch this new podcast. Um, I kind of wanted to give a little bit of a background about who I am for p- new people who don't know my music or who haven't been following along for a while. Uh, maybe this is the first time uh, hearing about Wes Hoffman, uh, hearing about my band, hearing about my podcast, whatever. So, um, I have been podcasting since 2014. I uh, started a podcast with my buddy Corey Smale called The Strange House. Uh, it was actually just called it was called Strange House Podcast for the longest time. Uh, we both had our own businesses, so we would talk with people uh, about entrepreneurship, about creative processes, uh, that type of thing. So, um, as time went on, we kind of moved into talking to bands. Uh, we talked to a lot of bands. We kind of got into the punk scene. We talked to MXPX, Bayside, Story of the Year, Hawthorne Heights, um, Unwritten Law, Knocked Loose, Boston Manor, um, man, who else? Oh, Neck Deep, State Champs, Knuckle Puck, Real Friends. Um, pretty much, you know, a lot of the bands that you listen to today that are kind of out there making waves, we, we talked to a lot of those. Um, we went on the Warp Tour for five days in 2017 and, uh, you know, really just enjoyed the, you know, going around and being involved in the St. Louis, in not the St. Louis music scene, um, <laughs> in the music scene in general. Uh, we got really involved in uh, the Warp Tour scene right before they ended in 2018. So um, during that time, I also had a couple other podcasts that I was doing, um, the Treehouse Lifestyle Podcast. Uh, which was my business, and uh, I would talk to a lot of business owners in the St. Louis area where I'm from, and then uh, Wes Hoffman with Friends, where I would talk to uh, pretty much just anybody who was my friend. So (laughs) uh, over time, that changed a little bit, and then I went into doing just um, uh, 314 Punk, which was focusing on the St. Louis music scene, uh, again, where I'm based out of. That's my hometown. So Um, you know, over time now that I've been out and been touring and, uh, been doing a little bit more with music outside of the St. Louis music scene, I wanted to highlight some of the people that I've met along the way, uh, throughout that whole journey of podcasting over the last 10 years or so. Um, you know, so different, you know, I kind of felt like it wouldn't make sense to have a band from Chicago or, or a band from Canada or Kansas City on the 314 Punk podcast because that was more focused on St. Louis music. Um, and and so now I'm kind of switching gears a little bit and this is just going to be more about bands that I have, uh, bands and people in general that I have met along the way uh, that either play in bands, that are involved in the music industry somehow, and really diving into what motivates them uh, to do what they do uh, really finding out, uh, you know, some of their creative processes and some of those things. So I'm very, very excited to dive in. I've got several interviews already booked uh, going forward. And this first episode is with uh, my buddies from Stay the Course, Kobe and Joseph from Stay the Course. They are good friends of mine. We have toured with them um, three times now. Uh, we've, we've done out-of-town dates with them. 
So we've been all, all over the Midwest together. We have a ton of inside jokes together and that kind of thing. And <laughs> we really developed a good friendship pretty much instantly right off the bat. So uh, I'm very excited to have them on the podcast. They have some new music coming out. They are also touring pretty much all over the country, uh, all over the Midwest, at least as far as I know. We'll find out on this podcast, but they're great guys and they're doing awesome things. They make great music and I'm really, really excited to have them uh, be a part of this podcast. So here it is, episode one of For What It's Worth with Wes Hoffman with Stay The Course. We are live right now. All right. Well, this is the first episode of For What It's Worth with Wes Hoffman. Um, I just did a little intro, and um, you guys might know this because you, you've been friends of mine for a while, but um, I've been podcasting for a long time, and um, I've done podcasts with a ton of people in music, out of music, um, and I wanted to kind of get back. I was recently doing a podcast with bands like Justin St. Louis. And now that like I've been out and I've been touring like like pretty like quite a bit the last couple of years, I wanted to have a podcast where I could have people like you guys, my friends that I've met along the way and you know kind of showcase you guys and what you're doing and reach out to people that I want to talk to that are in other cities that I want to tour with and bands that I like. So uh, you guys were first on the list. I thought that you would be the perfect guests. So everybody say hello, or, or why don't you guys say hello to everyone? Joseph and Colby, how you guys doing? Hello. Doing for what, great. For what it's worth, Wes, we are super honored to be your first guest. We are so honored, Wesley. Thank you so much for having us. Want to give a big shout out to Krusty, though. So uh, gotta get that out of the way first. That's 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 the big homie over in Wichita. But I needed to give a shout out. So that's that's it. We're doing shameless plugs too at the very beginning. Hey, that's that's <laughs> extremely <laughs> shameless. I like it. <laughs> so you guys have been okay. So give me a little bit of history about Stay the Course because I know Joe, you've been doing this band for a while now, um, and and Colby, you you joined into the band at some point, right? That's correct. I'll, I'll let Joseph kind of take the reins on that. So, yeah. Band is like a solo project in like 2015. And then uh, my friend and first bass player, Mike Sweetmeyer, joined in and we wrote the first record together. Um, Hello with Chicago. And then Mike had to move back to Chicago and we were kind of working out a deal with Standby Records. And they wanted some video, so I went to Brandon and Colby and was like, hey, we guys do these videos, live stuff with me, so I can score this record deal. <laughs> they were like, hey, yeah, we'll just, like, we'll help out. They weren't really going to be in the band. They were, like, tense dudes. And uh, they ended up being full-fledged members and sticking around a couple of years. Brandon had to start working in Salt Lake City and stuff, so... Uh, that's why he's not the drummer anymore, but Colby's still here. Hell yeah. The joke, the joke was that they're not really in the band, but, you know, they're in the band. It, I was just supposed to be a villain. <laughs> hey, that's how it happens sometimes, you know? 
Uh, that's definitely like how kind of how yeah. it's happened with our with Wes Hoffman and friends too. You know, like um, Stephen is was was like he was just going to do that one tour with us, and we were going to see like where things went from there. And like now, a year later, he's done like every tour with us. So. <laughs> And we love Steven. <laughs> yes, we do. And that was 2019 when Colby joined, like in February of 2019. So he's already been in four years. Not bad for a tenth. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So how did how did did the sound change at all when you guys once like you switched from? Brandon and and Joe, you were playing guitar for a little while in the like right like yeah. did the sound change quite a bit? Well, so when Brandon, uh, we, he was like, "Well, if you got somebody that that'll play, like just get him in there." And so once Alonzo joined, um, that's when I stopped playing guitar. I was like, "We can do it as a four piece still and just have one guitar." Alonzo showed me this band Youth Fountain, and that's what they were doing. Oh yeah, and I was like. Well, we can do that. And uh, the first song we all wrote together was Fountain of Youth that, like, really Alonzo and uh, Colby were, like, principal songwriters. And that, that, so that was, like, our first real uh, thing together. And I think, yeah, it changed our sound radically. So what uh, what would you guys say? And Colby, I know you and I have talked about like our different influences and stuff like that. What would you say are some of your? Because I, I I'm I'm a big fan of your music. If I if I wasn't, I mean I love you guys as people. And I, like it was really funny because you guys were the first band that we did like a weekender with, and we we joke about it a lot. But like we didn't even have to like try to be friends. It was just like an automatic like click. And I love when that happens. Um, but I also really like your music. And I heard Fountain of Youth um, in 2020 when, or might have been 2021, when when COVID hit. And um, I, I would like just, you know, smoke a little cabbage and uh, like go on a walk and like just listen to the ending of that, like on repeat. You know what I mean? Like if you guys would have stretched that out for like 20 minutes, I totally would listen to the whole thing still. Um, but, but where does, so I'm a big fan of your music as well. So it, it definitely helps that like, you know, I love you guys as people. And then also like, you know, I feel like that's why we do a lot of stuff together as, as two different bands is because, you know, we love, we love each other, but I think we also really like each other's music too. So where did kind of the, where does your inspiration come from? And some of your influences, because you guys have a really unique style of kind of like, it's kind of pop punk, but then it, like, sometimes it's like hardcore, and sometimes it's like straight punk, and you've got some screaming, like, like, what, what, where do you got, where are you guys pulling all this from? Like, in high school, I listened to a lot of mess, you know, a big mess fan, and rancid, so like, those two mixed with like Alabama, the country band. <laughs> like uh you know real those are the things for me colby's got wildly different uh you know roots and music not wildly yeah my my yeah all of my all of my influence came i mean if 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 we're if we're thinking of a time period it would probably be from 04 to 06 uh i i i dug the whole i dug the whole 
emo screamo thing that was happening then. I was I was playing in like beat down and four bands and metal for band in her life. Like my step of eighth band or something. But but a lot of the influence that I bring to the table as far as like what comes in the state courses is, is is well obviously we like we enjoy harming with Joseph both both him and I. So we kind of collabed on 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 that. Decided to start playing Eagle songs one summer on acoustic and just kind of felt each other out as far as the harmonies and everything and, and how we could work with each other's voices and uh, and and that's that's where the harmony aspect came out of it was was due to that but but a lot of the musicality that's coming out of the composition now is 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 very it's coming out of like like. Alexis on fire from first to last for me. Um, I really, really enjoyed like like the first two A Day to Remember albums. Um, I'm not crazy about the other stuff, but that you know, whatever. That's my only my opinion. But uh, Joseph likes all the other stuff. But uh, <laughs> but but in '90s country, in '90s country, Joseph and I really, really bonded on in the Eagles. So okay. whenever we had that common ground, and we could kind of fluctuate and then find that that 04 to 06 Colby guitar writing composition kind of squirrely whatever the hell that is that I'm writing and that's that's pretty much where 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 that came from which is like a hardcore and metal background and then and and then like emo and screamo influence from like 04 to like 06 08 yeah man we definitely in uh it, on our last tour, uh, well, we just got back from Canada. We were in Canada last weekend, and we listened to a bunch of Alexis on Fire and some of that older stuff from around that time, um, like some of that metalcore, like Misery Signals, um, you know, uh, well, a lot of the stuff that like Counterparts, yeah. that, that band Counter Counterparts is influenced by is like that early 2000s metalcore stuff. Yeah. And uh, so it was really interesting to... Um, to kind of listen to some of that stuff. I, I'm, I actually played in a metalcore band, uh, in like 2004, 2005 when it was like super big and we did the whole, like, you know, I was a lot skinnier back then. So we did the whole like gr tight girls jeans, like with the flares and everything. And, um, I was the clean vocalist in the band. Um, and we, and then we had a dude that like sang the, like did all the screaming. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. We opened, we uh, we actually opened for uh, the Acacia Strain uh, at, at one point before they got this was I mean this was before they got really really big but they were still like I mean it was still like close to a sold out crowd so uh, it was dope but um, so yeah I had a I, I went to an Acacia Strain show one time and uh, you know I, I only like I like the older stuff too about around that time with the Dead Walk and everything and went to a show here maybe two or three years ago and and they headlined and I went to go do like the vocals to like burn face like just to just grab the mic and just fucking get into it and Vincent Vincent grabs the microphone and he comes in and grabs me by my nose somehow with the microphone like this and rips my nose ring and I bled everywhere oh my god and and this was this was one of the first times that i was getting to know jeremy and jeremy follows me to the bathroom and there's blood everywhere <laughs> oh my god he's like what the hell happened are you okay okay and i was like i'm gonna be all right just be a case of trends what happens <laughs> that's hilarious i love it but yeah now it was it was 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about what, like, what is it that really, um, you know, keeps you guys motivated to, to make music and to get out there and get out on the road and, and book shows and, and tour and stuff like that? Like, what is it really about playing music and writing music that, that pushes you guys? Well, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, first, yeah. I suppose. Um, Jack. Absolutely. Joe, what about you, man? Well, I, Jack was calling me, I think, when you asked the question. So Jack, <laughs> Jack was just calling me, too. <laughs> Go away, Jackie boy. We're Love trying to Jack. do a podcast here. <laughs> um, so, dude, just to expand a little bit on what you said, Colby, um, I feel like we, we, like Wes Hoffman and Friends and Stay the Course, have kind of met each other at a times when we're we're both kind of on the same similar path like you know I've I've uh, my I've grew up in St. Louis and played here for years and a lot of people here know who I am and and same thing like you know we've we get a lot of love here in St. Louis um but something that I've really been passionate about over the last year is is to really grow your band is to get out of town and play shows out of town and get to know people in other cities and it's it's a scary thing um, because you know you it, it, but it's also really exciting because you never know what you're getting into at every vid- venue in every city that you go to even if you know people there it's kind of like well you know at first we you know we've had some shows where well like I said we just went to Canada and you kind of go up there and you're like well we're going all the way up here like I don't know if there's gonna be ten people at this show or a hundred like 
we'll just see what happens. And, and now we're starting to see where we've been to Chicago a bunch of times now. We've been to Nashville. We've been to Indianapolis. We've been to Kansas City. And we're starting to see it kind of hit like, okay, well, the first time we went, maybe there weren't very many people there. And now people are starting to come back. And, and, um, it, and then all the while, you know, you're releasing music and you're growing your presence kind of on through the internet and through Spotify. And with every release, you grow a little bit more. And so when you go back to those places, more people know who you are, you know, and um, it's definitely like something that I'm. I, I love being on the road. I love being with my friends. And, um, you know, of course, we're not gone for ridiculous amounts of time. We're really only gone for like, you know, three or three to five days at a time. But it still is like a really, really cool. It's just an adventure every time. And that's one aspect of, of being in a band that I really enjoy. And uh, we've just met some really incredible people along the way. So and I really have you guys to thank for um, you know, being the first band, Joseph, I remember when you hit me up and you were like, Hey, we're playing in St. Louis. You guys want to play with us? And then you were like, hell dude, like, do you guys want to go on the whole tour with us? And we're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it really helped us out a lot. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like I, like we have our baseball little crew in Wichita, we call them the death squad <laughs> and, uh, our street team. And, um, but like, that's the thing. Once we got our van last year, we were like, all right, we're like done playing here. Like we've played enough shows here. People have had enough opportunities to see it. And if they didn't like us, you know, they can catch us in a year or something. And, you know, we, we turned down like a lot of shows there this year, but it's like, we want to spend our time taking our music other places. And, um, you know, we had a blast being out to St. Louis, out to Denver, and uh, 8G was sick. You know, we've got, I don't know, it's just, it's been fun. We've we've got to go places with our friends that, like, otherwise we never would have been there, never would have had those trips or those memories. Yeah, and, and, and uh, I, I like the way you guys are thinking about it, and, and that's a big thing for me is trying to be, in, in the past, before Wes Hoffman and Friends, I really started taking it seriously. Um, you know, we just kind of took any show that came our way uh, is, that we could. And now it's kind of like we've tried to be a little bit more strategic about, um, you know, hey, how often do we want to play in our hometown? Like, you know, I like it, if there's bands that that want to play once or twice a month in their hometown, when, like, that's fine. You know, that, that's not what we want to do, though. Like, we, we prefer to you know, go out of town. And, and I think it also helps when you, when you only play in your hometown, like a handful of times, more people come out because it's like, Oh, they're playing and, and we might not get to see them for another three or four months or six months or something like that. So it makes it a really big show. Um, and we've definitely seen that here in St. Louis is as we've kind of spaced out our shows and, and played less, um, we've gotten more people to come out. So, um, yeah. And I think, uh, like, we played in Wichita in February, and I think the next time we play there is going to be, like, October and November, and then that'll be it again for maybe eight more months. You know, we've got other tours. We haven't announced any yet. Uh, I but I thought I saw a Denver show. Yeah, yeah, those two, but then we've got an August tour and a September tour. We haven't announced those yet. 
but yeah, we'll be going out to Hayes and Denver in July. And, um, but, and now, you know, now I've kind of, I'm a transplant up into Kansas City. I moved here, like, with my job and wife. And, um, that's been really cool because, you know, the boys in Clear Fight and Such Luck and My Escape, they all just kind of, like, adopted us right in. And, you know, we got in good with My Escape. They went out, you know, with us and you guys. And we clicked with them really well, and it's been it's been really cool being up here in Kansas City because you know they uh, it's not like a toxic scene here where you know it's like all the bands are friends and genuinely are all good dudes. And, yeah, uh, it's it's been it's been pretty cool, like the camaraderie up here, I guess. Been a little weird uh, adjusting with the band with that, you know, as far as songwriting and stuff. But they were all up here over the past weekend, and we were in the studio recording two new songs. And yeah. Well, dude, you guys, uh, I saw you're playing with Years Down in Denver. You guys are gonna have a great time. Those guys are really cool. We we did a little three day run with them, and uh, we played in Denver. Um, their homecoming show and it was it was a lot of fun um, yeah. and you know yeah. you know what they have up there cabbage line <laughs> <laughs> of it huh? they yeah. do they do and, and well, what's really funny is we're getting to play with Stray the Course and, yes uh, Stray the Course so I've been we've been talking to those guys for like two years about getting the do a show together and that's finally getting to happen that's, that's hilarious funny. and I, I met them about the same time I started talking to you because of the unsigned pop punk thing that Pat put us all on yeah the compilation yeah and uh, that all just kind of worked out yeah funny. that's dope I wanted to go back to something that you said Colby about just kind of having that itch like Kind of what you what you were getting at there is what, when you were saying is is it's almost something that you can't describe describe where being passionate about music and and wanting to to push a, a musical project further and 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 you know make something of it it really is almost like a spiritual thing for for me it's like a like this is just like part of my DNA like it, it's just kind of part of who I am I can't. Um, I'm almost like compulsive about it. Like if I don't, if I don't, if something doesn't happen with my band, if I'm not booking a show or writing a song or playing a show or recording, I, it's like, I, I almost feel like something's missing. You know what I mean? You can't even enjoy like going to a hundred percent because the whole time you're like, gosh, I wish I was out there playing. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's tough. So uh, it, it genuinely, and it genuinely is in that sense. It is like in its community. It's 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 coming together. A, a group of people coming under for the same goal. They're, we're all there to, to to get ourselves out of ourselves and to find commonality within music and, and within that experience. And 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 genuinely with shows, it's, it's very much like that. We're we're all together, all at once, all at the same time. It's a time and a place, and that place and that time is right there and right now. Yes. You know? Absolutely. And, and like, yeah, and it's like, like church. 
it's it, there's 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 something about that fellowship in that community that 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 really drives it home for for me and obviously for you and, and Joseph too. Long like Colby said, you know, it's a men's group, and that's that's really what we do call it because that's where we go. Like that's our base for each other. That's our therapy, and like you know, we're able to work out anything we've got with our boys. You know, we're we're friends first, and like a band second. And that's just that's how Colby and I have looked at it real strongly. I, I got to almost speak for the other guys, but I do know that they feel the same. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel I definitely feel the same way about about my band. Um, you know that it's and about music in general. And and like lately, I've had a lot of people. You know, when when I I wrote our our EP, um, rewrite the story. Like I was going through a separation and divorce, and like a lot of those songs are about, um, are are focused on that, you know, about going through a huge transition in your life. And like lately, I've had people, um, like somebody somebody got a Wes Hoffman and Friends tattoo of like their like the lyrics to one of my songs, and I was like, oh my god, like you know, th- this is like not a, not only is this therapy for me, but this is resonating with other people. And it's, it's helping them maybe through some tough times because they're understanding that, you know, it's, it's not just me who's, it's not just, you're not alone. You know what I mean? You're not alone. There is more to this, I know. There you go. The 06 to 08 crowd. (laughs) A little salesman. But, but, but it yeah, but but it's genuinely like that though, Wes. I mean, like 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 if we weren't allowed to, uh, if if we didn't allow ourselves to be open and vulnerable in that sense and be able to put, you know, our emotions, our feelings, our words, our passion, our poetry into what we've got going on, you know, then then there's that there's that relatability factor that's still it's still it's at, at its head. Like that's that's why we do it. We do we at least for me. Sometimes I feel like I'm the only guy who happens to feel like this in the world at that point in time when I'm when I'm laying it all out thick and 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 I know I know at the end of the day once it's all complete it's not it's not for just me it's for all of us and it's for and it's for anybody else who's who's happening to have that 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 strife in their life or or that that little bit of angst when somebody's talking to you and you just want them to just shut me up you know Whatever, whatever we could do to portray the feeling at that time and, and have it be relatable and, and have it just be authentically us, I, I think that that's, that's what makes the connection just, just that, more, that more special is that it's, it's us. It's, it's just – it's not some, some fake form of me going to work and, and putting on a smile and you know, calling up or doing my work or whatever. It's, 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 it's really just putting that vulnerability out there and, and, and allowing yourself to be that way. Feels like that for for a lot of people. It's it's that's where they fall into music too because they don't, you know, they can't they can't just openly just pull pull that out of themselves, you know. So, absolutely, I guess we got to do it for them sometimes, you know. You do, you do, you do. It's kind of funny. It's, it's kind of yourself too. Like when you, it's funny we laugh about it. But it's like oh, you know, we're writing these songs, but we're going everything we write is real and it's about something that we're dealing with in the moment. And it's funny because when you go perform, it's like we're forced to like reopen that box every time, you know? Yeah. And, 
but it's still kind of therapy. Get over it. I don't, I don't know how you feel about it, but I get over time. It's like maybe I'll start performing songs differently because I feel a different way about them. Like so, maybe I stop screaming as much in this song, and you know, so it's just things that angered me a lot more before. I've chilled out on, you know, for sure. It's, but you know, but Colby's the opposite. You know, something hit just as hard for him today as they did two years ago. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, it takes me back to that place. But you have to you have to remember those times to allow them to be real and to and to allow yourself to like never forget sometimes too. And I think that can be equally as healthy. Absolutely yeah, it makes, makes us who we are. But it's it's funny to listen back over the songs and remember like, oh man, this is what I was dealing with this at that point. For sure, for sure. Well, I know you guys have a song. We're, we're running a little low here on time, because um, uh, you know you got to upgrade to Zoom, and and I'm I'm doing this bare bones right now. So uh, you know maybe eventually I'll throw down for like the pro membership on Zoom, but um, you know right now, right now the podcast is uh, this is, we're we're in our, we're in our infancy here. So uh, we've got seven minutes left. Tell me a little bit about this song that you guys have coming out. Um, by the time this podcast comes out, it will be out. It's called I-35. Um, I love it. When you sent it to me, Joe, I, I immediately loved it because it started out like super fast punk beat. Um, and that immediately caught my attention. And it's like, it's super catchy. It's emotional. Um, and you have a video for it where uh, there is like some of the members of Wes Hoffman and Friends make little cameos in it um not me not me not, not me but <laughs> you hide the whole time you you might catch a steven or a matt or uh you know a wes hoffman hoodie in it but yeah tell me about it i-35 baby uh that one uh colby turns all the music on that one and like Man, I was feeling away. I was traveling between Wichita and Kansas City, back and forth between my wife and my daughter, and just all of that was uh, a lo long time. My wife has been living in Kansas City since like June of last year. She had to come up here to teach and stuff, so we were doing the long distance back and forth thing, and that was like a lot of uh, agony, I guess, <laughs> like back and forth between family and friends like and uh that's pretty much like what lyrically that's about i don't really like hide anything in my lyrics i'm pretty straightforward and, but i mean the context of that is you know missing your wife or your kids or your friends and uh you know uh I, that one was really easy i think i Threw the words out for that pretty quick, and then I mean that's that's what it means to me. I know it, it hit Jack and Colby really hard when they <laughs> sit down and were were listening to it, and then it it eventually hit me really hard. But we all had our breakdowns over that song. <laughs> Hell yeah! But I don't know, Colby. Definitely Colby, a special track. Yeah, like I. This track was special because it is like from a perspective of Colby and Jack and me, like we're all dads, and um, you know when we're gone, we're missing our kids, and and that's 
you know, I don't know, I'll let Colby talk about it a little bit. I feel weird talking about stuff, clowns stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, it's just, it's just that, you know? It's something that we have to do. It's something that we have to do for our mental health, and our families understand it, and they, they know exactly, you know, how we are. I mean, obviously, they're going to have to, you know, being with us and us being squirrels the way that we are. But it's, 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 it's all that kind of laid out. It's all, it's all about just, just missing family and friends and, and, and just, you know, really, really missing that piece of you while you're, while you're out and doing what you have to do, you know, in order for them to be okay and for you to be okay, which in turn, if you're okay, then that makes everybody else okay. So it's a very weird and, and, and anomalic, an anomalic, Anomalaic? I'm looking for some sort of <laughs> anomalaic. Is yeah, that a word? That's a, I, I don't like know it if it's a word or not, but it so- sounds right. Um, and we and that song, like with most things, anomaly esque. We re- we recorded it ourselves. Uh, John Martin did the mixing on it, uh, and he he plays in a lot of really good bands by the Avalanche and such Gold. And oh hell yeah. And then Mike Collation did the mastering on it. And I've worked, they've done, that team has worked on a lot of our stuff in the past. They did Fountain of Years and Nice Fight and the LP and stuff. And we got a good team on, on these ones. And I don't know, I mean, we're working with the manager now. You got us set up with the manager. And that's yeah. kind of, that's been interesting. <laughs> taking a, a lot off our plate a little bit. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I was really happy to hear that uh, you guys had had uh, teamed up with Eric because, um, and, and I kind of just, just wanted to touch on this a little bit. Um, I'm I'm really big, like back when I was a kid and playing music, I, like I was all about like DIY, you know, like we'll do everything ourselves, um, you know. And now that I'm older, um, I kind of have the mentality of like I will do as much as I can by myself. Um, I book a lot of shows by myself. You know, I'll reach out to venues. I'll reach out to other bands. Um, I'll find local bands for whatever city we're going to. I'll reach out to friends. But when it comes to like, hey, we want to go to Jacksonville, Florida and do, or we want to go to Florida and play a Florida run, you know, like I don't know anybody in Jacksonville, Florida. And it's, it's hard to get booked in towns that you don't know anybody and nobody knows you unless your band is big enough for them to say, Oh, Hey, yeah, we want them to come. Um, or if you get in touch with a band down there. Um, and I mean, also if you're trying, so, so to have a manager that says, Oh dude, no problem. I, I, I book there all the time. Like I can take care of it. And, um, you know, or if you have a single or a video that's coming out to have somebody say, Hey, I can reach out to, um, you know, these punk news or I can reach out to new noise or, alternative press or some of these places to get you bigger like you know that's DIY like like it's definitely like the ethos that I still live by and I do a lot of stuff on my own but I am not a graphic designer I'm not an audio engineer like I you know I'm not a lot of the I, I, I am a lot of things but there I'm not a video editor and and photographer I'm not a photographer either like I'm good at, at like making connections and, and reaching out to people. But when it comes to those things, 
now I'm at a point in my life where I, I have the resources to hire the people who know how to do those things instead of having to take the time to teach myself how to be a photographer, how to do, you know, or, um, so it's definitely, you know, working with Eric, I definitely felt weird at first, like signing up and, and having a manager, but, um, you know, and especially it's weird, like, Oh, my manager, you just feel kind of douchey when you say it, but like, uh, <laughs> But it has definitely paid dividends for us. He's gotten us a lot of shows in places that we couldn't, that we would, normally wouldn't have had shows. Um, and, you know, I mean, I've been working with him for two years now. So it, it's helped a lot. And I, I, I was happy to hear that you guys were working with him too and, and definitely recommended him to you and, and you guys to him. So I hope it's been good. See, and that's the thing, dude. We wouldn't be doing as much probably if it wasn't for you anyway like you're a social butterfly you and Colby are like the same kind of people, people, people. and uh like you know like you do a lot of work and then you ask us to go out with you and it's like sweet okay like Wes already took care of all of this <laughs> you know it's, yeah it, like there was a lot of time where I was doing a lot of that myself and like it is nice you know like jack does videos like makes videos for us i get to engineer all our stuff and you know we have one of our best friends friend band buds is you know a photographer and like we have a lot of people in our corner uh eddie shout out to you uh yeah shout, but, I mean, shout out to gabriel too yeah yeah, love Gabe. Like we got, we got a really good team behind us, and we've been pretty glad. Absolutely, I, I was just thinking about that today. I was like, you know, it's one thing to be able to like do a lot of things yourself, and and I feel like that is what gets a band like us, like bands like us, to that level where it's kind of like, okay, now we need a team of people to help us, like go yeah. farther like we need somebody who can get us shows outside of the midwest um you know outside of our hometown we need somebody who can get this into punk news that you know so it reaches a much bigger audience and um you know that type of thing and and you know yeah i can email punk news but you know it's much more beneficial if the person that's that's getting the eat that that's getting the email recognizes the person's name. And we see that in, in places like St. Louis, like, like, a, a you know, a band that, that emails a venue out of the blue, like a venue owner or promoter might just like skip over it. But if they get an email yeah. from me and they know me and I've played there a bunch of times and I've brought people, they'll be like, Oh, it's Wes is trying to book stay the course. Like, yeah, let's do it. You know, let's go. Like there's, there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. Yeah, and who you know, who you know personally, and, and uh, yeah, we're really excited to get back out to St. Louis. I think the last time we were there was last year with you guys. I think. Yeah, I'm excited for you guys here. I'm kind of bummed that like we so we have a show with Belvedere towards the end of that of the end of August. Otherwise, we would play, but like you know, with the venue, there's a whole like radius and i'm the promoter on the show too and so i wanted there to be like a radius clause of like hey let's try not to do any shows like 30 days out from this show so but we're definitely uh we're all going to be at the show um that you guys are playing it's at platypus right 
Uh oh, you sound like a robot. I do? Yeah. What did yeah. you just say? I sound like. Do I? Not now. Or Colby. You, Goofy. <laughs> Anyways, when you guys come to St. Louis, we're going to make it a good show for you. We got, from what I remember, I helped Jack um, get some really good locals on that show. Um, so it will be it will be a good show. It's at a place called Platypus here, which is a good venue. Um, they'll treat you really good. They'll give you food for like super cheap, um, all that good stuff. So we oh, will yeah. definitely be there. Um, yeah, we'll be, we'll be on fire that night, too. I think that's the last night of the run. <laughs> Hell yeah. And also, I wanted to tell you guys, uh, I know I sent you that song, like, like a year ago, um, that I wanted you guys to sing on, uh, but if you have time, when you come to St. Louis, if you want to come down to my studio, I'll write the lyrics and everything for it, if you want to come down to my studio and record it, um... I'm going into the studio at some point later, and then I could just have that piece, and I could give it to him. So I'd love for you guys. Gonna, I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about that. Colin Queen and I talked about it before. Like, you know, it's like, what are we doing with this? And I, I, it's like, yeah, we can just do that while we're out there for make good time. Yeah, and we'll put in we'll put in our own effort. You don't you don't have to write lyrics. We'll we'll write we'll write we'll write a verse. We'll, th we'll throw down a little flow on the verse. Okay, okay. Well, I thought I could maybe have something out, you know, outlined a little bit so you guys could just come in and, like, knock it out, so. Um, all right, dudes. Well, that's... that's been... And we'll see who wrote The Bad of Your Line. <laughs> oh, okay. You guys might... Well, well, you guys might beat me there. It's just you might come up with something Colby and I might write. Totally silly. <laughs> For sure. Well, it's a song about going out on the road together. So I kind of wanted to keep that theme, you know? But uh, Yeah, yeah us, us and all of our daddies. <laughs> well, dudes, thank you guys so much for being a part of this. Um, I'm stoked that you're the first interview. Um, it's more us of just conversation, you know? Like, I don't really think of it as an interview. Um, but I'm stoked that you guys did it. Um, I'm stoked to see you guys again soon. Congrats on all your your success. I'm excited, so stoked for the new song, uh, which is I35. I'm, I'll, I'll post a link to it and everything. I'll I'll, I'll put put it in the liner notes. But um, it's wow. if people want to find you online, it's on Instagram. It's at Stay the Course three one six, right? Yep, yep. And then Facebook slash SPC Punk or YouTube. I think is SPC Punk or three one six. Say the course for like whatever it's out there like you'll find it and, and again we I appreciate you having us on first guest hell yeah like, absolutely so you, we love you so much Wesley I love you too I love you too <laughs> yeah and and if you have this back you'll you'll have to we didn't really talk about your candidate didn't talk about what time. I'd like. We didn't talk about your your boys Canada trip very much. Oh, dude, I'll have to tell you guys about it next time I see you. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, we missed our flight on the way home um, because because the Montreal Grand Prix was happening, 
Um, and oh, shit. yeah, yeah. And the traffic backed us up like no joke by two hours. So, wow. uh, so we had to kind of troubleshoot. Um, we, we found, we like randomly found a ride with like, uh, a, a friend of an Uber driver that like gave somebody my number and he called me and he was like, yeah, I can take you, I can take you to Burlington, Vermont. And that's where we flew out, out from. So it's only an hour, like a little over an hour and a half from across the border. And then we flew from Burlington, Vermont to Detroit, to Minnesota, and then to St. Louis. Um, so we didn't uh, get home. We didn't get home. It was, it was an insane day of just like airport after airport. We didn't get home until like one o'clock in the morning that night. So um, it could that part could have went a little bit better. And the way I planned it was like we had Monday off, and I did that on purpose, like because everybody we had Monday off for Juneteenth. So I was like, well, we'll get home late Sunday night, but we'll have all day Monday to like rest. So then none of us really had, like, Jacob and I both went to work the next day after, like, just getting a few hours of sleep. Um, so it, it, that part was kind of crazy, but I'll have to tell you guys about the rest, the rest of the shows and everything um, later on. But we definitely want to go back and do more shows, maybe not next year, but um, we would definitely want to go back and do, like, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, Quebec City again, like do a, kind of a longer thing, um, and maybe get a Canadian band to do it with us. Um, we had one, we had a band with us, but they weren't from any, they were from Montreal. They weren't from any of the cities we played. So, um, but we used all their gear and it was a blast. It was really just like, it was a great experience. So. Yeah. They have Waffle House. I did not see a Waffle House. The entire time we were up there, but dude, at the McDonald's, at the McDonald's, Christ. at at the McDonald's, they have uh, they have a double Big Mac in Canada and that you can order, and they have poutine on the menu. You can get like buffalo chicken poutine. You can get uh, like a buffalo chicken wrap. They had all kinds of different stuff, and everywhere, every time we stopped for gas or something, they have like they have KFC flavored potato chips, like Ruffles. Um, <laughs> They have all kinds of different stuff that, like, it's really, you know, it's not very far from here, but they have all kinds of different candy and stuff that we don't have here, which was really cool. So, all right, dudes, much love to you. I love you guys. Um, we'll catch up soon. Yeah. Uh, much love. For what it's worth, I hope you know I think about you. And give, give Jake Hall a tip for us. <laughs> We think about you too, Wes. Love you, Bobby. All right, bye. Love you, Bobby.